Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you are back for another episode. Please do take note that all opinions and recommendations and encouragements that are shared on this podcast are my personal opinion or the opinion of the guests that I have on. It is not to be taken as medical or mental health advice. Please do consult your medical professional or your mental health professional with any questions or changes that you would like to make regarding your own personal situation. Something that I want to improve in the world, like, you know, a lot of people want to see, you know, just different things improve uh, in our society, in our culture, right? And versus like a side hustle where people are like, hey, you know, I flip homes, why? I don't care. Or like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I just on want every, the money. <laughs> you know, I'm on every affiliate link, affiliate marketing thing, right? I'm doing all this stuff. Like, but they don't, that that's a side hustle. And, and if the motivation's money, I'm fine with that. I'm not disparaging that. But there's a difference between that side hustle and a passion project. Absolutely. Because it, it really does make a difference in the journey, I think, of getting to the end result mm-hmm. that you're looking for what that initial conception that's basically what is the seed you know are you going to yep. be a passion projects tree mm-hmm. or are you going to be an entrepreneur tree or a side right. hustle tree right. you know it, it really right. goes back to that seed yeah yep welcome back to the successful diligence podcast i am so grateful you are back for another episode i never Take it for granted that you come back episode after episode, that you engage, that you send emails to successfuldiligence.com slash contact, that you click the link in the show notes to send a voicemail. I really do believe I have the best audience ever, and I am so grateful for you. And that is why, as you know, I aim to bring you value-added content with the best amazing human beings that I can find on the planet. And today I have a very special guest with me. He is really cool, y'all. His name is Alex Liu, and he has extensive work with Silicon Valley, Chicago, and Southern California-based clients. He's been a program and project manager for over 15 years at Fortune 500 companies. But really the reason I wanted to bring him on is because he's an entrepreneur and he is a game designer of the new game coming out soon called Dogs Bond. And if you're watching us in our VIP group, you can see it. It looks so cool. And the image is just so, I love the branding of it. And what it is, is it's a board game where players actually become rescue dogs and compete for attributes that will help them in finding their forever homes. Now, Alex has raised over $30,000 so far and is partnering with real life animal shelters. Dogs Bond is Alex's first board game design, and he brings his Fortune 500, 100 program management skills to the project, and he dreams of developing the Bond gaming system into other genres as well. And as one of the few Asian American game designers, he also hopes to bring hobby and community together, which is really interesting. So Alex, welcome to the show. I am so excited to chat with you and get into all the things. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I hope to live up to this idea of like best human beings on the planet like yes sign me like i'm fear i I am terrified but yes let's let's aim for that 
Well, let me put you at ease. You're already in the club. You have qualified. <laughs> you are an amazing human. You are in. So put yourself to rest on that one. You've made All it right. in. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What I would love is if you would introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a little bit about who you are as a person and how you came to do the work that you're currently doing with the game. And then we'll get into all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, you know, thank you again for that great intro. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. So um, been working in program management for the last 15 years. And uh, one of the things that really inspired me to break out and do something in the passion economy, uh, focusing on animal rescue, uh, creating a more positive change in the way we speak about rescue and adoption, um, came from, I volunteer with a lot of rescues and they put me in front of the adoption fairs because I talk a lot. And, you know, listening to families who ask me, you know, I'm looking for a dog that doesn't shed very much, will take me on walks, will make my coffee, fold my laundry. And I'm like, great, what have you thought about doing that changes in your life that will make you a good dog owner? What are the changes that you're going to make to be a good dog parent uh, and, and, and flourish in this animal friendship? And they look at me like I've, you know, got five heads. They're like, <laughs> what? I, I have to change? And that's where kind of conversation really kind of started. And then the next part is bringing people to the game table. So I have a big family. Um, I got nephews and niece and, uh, you know, adults in the group. And we all love getting together, uh, you know, when we can for birthdays and holidays and things like that. And one thing that I found really challenging was how do I connect to a multi-generational family and friends group, right, without the need to rely on screens, Mm. Right. And so board games for me was the way I grew up and the way I connected these stories from the game table from the kitchen table are really the stories that we still tell today. Right. And I didn't want my only experience with my nephews and niece to be, hey, remember that one time when I showed you a video or a meme that I saw one time? because nobody cares. I'm not right. going to talk about that next month, let alone next holiday, which might be the only time I see my family. So, you know, the reason for all this is to turn it into a passion project, a board game, which invites multi-generation to the table or back to the game table, a positive way to talk about rescue and adoption. And it just kind of all blended together for me. And, uh, and that's how it became my passion project. I absolutely love that. And I love the phrase, the passion economy, because it's not just a job. It's not just mm -hmm. to make money. It's coming yep. from the heart and yes. there's a reason and a passion behind it, which I love. Now, yes. listeners, you know, I'm a dog person. We lost our oldest uh, Bachi on Christmas Eve of 2020. We still have our two girls and I have been a dog person all my life. I love dogs. So when I saw this board game, I was like, what a cool <laughs> idea. This is so awesome. And I love the fact that you work with rescues as well, because there's so yeah. many dogs in rescue. Yeah. And the other thing that I love is that you sort of flip the switch on us and you say, hey, take a look at yourself and how are you going to be the best version of you to mm -hmm. be the best owner of this? Another, It's a being. It's not a human being, but it's another animal. It's, a, it's another a creature that you're responsible for. hundred percent, you know, and, and that's exactly what this game you know, of course we want to entertain. Of course, you know, we want to, that's the primary thing, right? Have fun, right? But there is a message. There is a conversation that kind of comes from it, right? So you take on the role of a dog 
in a rescue, right? And you're the Basset Hound, or maybe you're the Boston Terrier, right? And there are eight different playable like mutt mixes that we have in the game, right? And Labrador, the whole Pomeranians. Point, yep. And the whole point of it is that you become the dog and you're just trying to be the very best dog that you can be, right? And then you're trying to get, you're trying to follow your instincts to one of the forever homes, right? And I'll show you there. Ah, so like, so you know, you're watching just us, having, holding up, yeah, he's holding up a picture <laughs> of three different people and your goal is to get to one of these forever homes, right? Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a game where, you know, you are a dog and you're doing all these dog things and kind of exploring <laughs> their story. Right. And then you're also to bonding with these adopters, these potential adopters. And then at the end of the game, everyone can be adopted. Now there's a there's a winner based on the points, but the real story is about finding your forever home and maybe finding a friendship in an unexpected place, right? Um, and, and this message or this kind of you know, conversation is really interesting at, at the game table, right? When we first meet anyone, right? It's where are you from? What's your job? What do you do, right? And that, is very surfacey information. When I ask you, tell me about your animal friendships. Tell me about when your like your dog or your rescue impacted your life. People speak to each other in a different way and your soul starts to open up and you really kind of get a deeper understanding of that person. person. So um, yeah, so you know, this game is, you know, number one, it's, it's fun, you know, and, and it's for ages 10 and up. Uh, you know, groups of my my friends play it. You know, I'm a, I'm 30, uh, late 30s. You know, we all get around, we all get to play. You know, I've also played with, uh, you know, with my parents, uh, with some grandparents. You know, and uh, everybody has a really good time. And it also too builds in that kind of empathy and compassion in the project because you're a dog, and then you kind of look at your furry friends or your furry family members, and you go, Yeah, you are this and you are this, but you're not this, right? And you have a conversation. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, I that's love what I that. Like. I love that because it taps into that emotional story part of us. Mm -hmm. That is the connection. And so many people, especially in this pandemic era, are craving mm -hmm. that connection. And it's lost with the screen time because it disconnects us from mm -hmm. that human conversation and that emotional connection. Um, what I'd love to know because I don't know that my audience and even myself understand the depth of what it takes to bring something from a vision mm -hmm. to implementation. So you go vision, concept, you know, implementation, and then you, you launch it. I know you have a Kickstarter and I'll put yes. the link in the show notes as well, but talk to me about that process for you as the designer, as the creator, what mm -hmm. is that like? So I started the game design, game development point of my journey in a very different place. There's a lot of, you know, professional game designers, developers who will probably say, oh, you got to start with what do you want the players to do? How is it that you want to facilitate resource management? You know, that sort of thing. Like, how is the game played? I focused on the story. At the beginning, there's a dog and there's a human. How are these two going to meet? How are they going to get together? Right. And by promoting kind of that vision and story that really helped align a lot of things around, you know, game mechanics, uh, you know, hand management, resource management. How do I explain the rules? Um, knowing that I also, too, wanted to target 
you know, families, right? So if this game is in your in your game closet next to, you know, Monopoly, Clue, and Battleship, I want Dogs Bond to be right there because it's a it's a it's a generational game, right? A family game, a, a system that everyone will know. Um, and you know, focusing on that really kind of influenced how the game was built and developed and and, and ultimately designed. Um, I you know things like I don't want to have uh, uh, I, I don't want it to take more than an hour, right? Knowing these kinds of boundaries or knowing these kinds of you know pillars and tenets of the design allowed me to make those designs. So that started in 2017 and lots of fits and starts, weekends, nights, all that stuff. And then in 2019, I got really, really serious, did a lot of play testing, play tested, you know, almost every other week, go to pizza shops and game shops, you know, just sit down. And I would say, you know, like they have, they have game nights where they're like, Hey, just bring your board games and you'll play. And I was like, I've designed one. Would anyone like to play? And people would, you know, literally off the street or, you know, in the game store would sit down and say, well, how long is it? It's an hour. Well, I got an hour, you know, and let's play a game. You play the game and then you kind of focus on those different aspects and that play testing and what we call blind play tester feedback, meaning they have zero context of who you are, where the game has been, how it's developed so far. And you just ask them those questions. You can get that real, real quality feedback. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I brought in an art team. I was very fortunate working with Sarah and Kiki um, to, you know, be my illustrator and graphic designer. And then we went to Kickstarter, which is a very cool, but also too very terrifying place to be. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so for your for your listeners, in case you don't know, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform, and it's an all or nothing platform. Meaning, you set a financial goal. You say, I would like to raise twenty thousand dollars to make this board game happen. If you don't meet that goal, anyone who pledged money isn't charged a single cent, which is really great because then that's zero risk to your you know, early backers. It also too gives you insight into, you know, hey, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Fortunately for us, we, we exceeded our goal. Yay. And so we were able to, thank you. And so we were able to uh, you know, move from the you know, final designs into really thinking about you know, production, child safety testing, custom, you know, custom dogs and let, you know, final art decisions, right. And, and moving into printing. And so, yeah, and, and crossing fingers, we are uh, being printed right now as we record and probably as when this goes live, and then we should be delivering the actual game in the second half of 2021. Oh, that is just awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this question. Would you say then that this project, this passion project is successful? Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's a that's a good and hard question. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that you know what defines success for me and this game, um, you know, is is of course seeing it you know delivered right to the to the first backers to the retail stores that are gonna you know carry it. So we're in a few like mom and pop local game stores um, uh, around the U.S. and then also too um, we're going directly to the rescues. I'm still not done, um, but it is, you know, but we have met our initial Kickstarter goal. We are being printed, you know, to see it, chicken scratch, I'm showing a very early design of like a game board and then having it transform into, you know, this, right? There's a difference, um, 
you know, that, that, that is very, very visible, very tangible, right? Um, you know, I, I did initial art myself when I didn't yet have an art team. I don't know if you can see that. And I knew that there would need to be a, you know, an art forwards project given meant for, right? Young kids, families, you know, dog people, right? Not necessarily like heavy gamers or anything like that, right? Like, you know, when you, when you casually say like, oh yeah, I'll buy you a copy of Monopoly or buy a copy of, you know, Trouble, right? It's like that, that's kind of the level that I'm at. And, um, and so, yeah, so focusing on that and knowing that the art really needed to speak to it um, and also to represent the, the animals, right, uh, was, right? was really important. So um, success, success in Kickstarter was definitely a huge milestone and it enabled us to do the next things that we needed to do. Um, which is kind of the point, right? A kickstart, and uh, and and that's what and that's that's kind of where we're at. So, almost a success, almost. Gotcha. So, so let me ask you this: on the journey, what have you learned about yourself on this journey to bringing this game and this project to fruition? Like, what's the 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 lessons that have that have been brought to your awareness? Um, one person cannot do it all. <laughs> Number one. Um, you know, like, like, I, like I, like I just showed, uh, when I had the game design, the mechanics, the like rules of how to play, when I had all that down, it was like, okay, this is, this is the game. Um, and that's when I took it to the artists and the art team. And I said, this is the game, let's play it. This is the emotion. This is the, you know, the vibe that I need to learn and, uh, or that I need to, you know, port portray. I don't want this game to be dark or sad or mopey, right? Because there, there is that aspect of, of rescue and adoption conversation, right? I need it to be infused with play, with whimsy and joy, right? And, and as hard as those rescue journeys are for these animals, like, yeah, like we wanna, we wanna show, you know, we wanna turn it into, we wanna show it in a different light. So those are the kinds of things that I had to do. And as you've seen from my own illustrations, I couldn't illustrate that. Like no, like you, you know, if I call if I called this game Dogs Bond and you saw that on the on the cover, you'd be like, well, that's a porcupine. What is <laughs> right. what is happening, right? So the so the art and the design were very critical to the success of this project, but also too to the successful like implementation of that vision, right? Um, yeah. So it can't you can't do it all your own, but bring it to people as as done as it can be. Like, and I think that it's, it's a careful balance. Perfection is the opposite of being done, right? So for me, going to the artist and saying, look, this is 85, 90% there. I need your 10%. And it's a, I mean, that's a huge 10%, but I need the 10% the piece of the puzzle that I'm missing is the art. And then having an expert come in and do the artwork for me, like they were able to position and advocate for the decisions made in the art, made in the graphic design, in a way that I couldn't, I wasn't qualified to do it. Right. So you, know, you collaborate with people who can who can fill in the gaps and polish where you exactly. need polishing. You said something very interesting though. You said that perfection is the opposite of done. Mm -hmm. And yes. for me, perfection doesn't exist. It's an illusion. 
Yes. I know for me, we, we all reach for excellence, but perfect one will never reach perfection. Right. Yeah, we'll just right. do the best we can and reach for mm-hmm. excellence. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. You know, I love that you said when you're collaborating with people, when you're working with others, bring the best that you have, the excellent yes. status of what you have to offer, and then let them fill in the gaps where they can. And that's what true collaboration is. Right. Yes. Um, right. So I, I love that. Yep. hundred percent agree. You know, and I think that was, that was what was holding me back like I could have I could have delivered this game probably a year earlier right if I had if I had focused a little bit more on you know getting the game into as you said a level of excellence to provide to provide the 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 structure and the framework for the artists and the graphic designers to say okay I get what you're trying to get at here's how to do it right um so yeah 100% agree that's that's what it is uh you know, um, so that, that, that was a big lesson for me. Um, and, and it's a lesson in humility, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in the era of solopreneurs and, you know, all this other stuff, right? Like, you know, we give credit to, you know, one person for Facebook, we give credit to one person for Tesla. They're not alone. They've got a team. In fact, they've got an army behind them doing these things, right? So, you know, for a lot of, you know, industrious individuals like you, like me, where we're trying to do something, it's like, yeah, but understand that, you know, we might become the face of what we're doing, but there's a whole set of skills, a whole, you know, you know, professions designed around the things that we don't know. And for me, that was a, that was a real step in humility uh, and being able to say, you know, I would like to work with these people rather than me coming in from a perspective of, I'm going to hire you to do something. Yeah, humility is key, I think, towards success in anything, whether that's life, relationships, a project. I think it takes a lot of humility, a lot of what you have demonstrated, which is tenacity to keep going and to keep <laughs> working on it, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, I wondered, was was your idea celebrated and embraced when you first started rolling it out and approaching people and talking about it? Or was it sort of like, eh, I don't get it? <laughs> Both. Um, there were, you know, so I, I approached real life rescues and I said, this is my idea. This is my concept. And some people said, you know, hey, we love that. Right. We're 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 100 percent behind it. Let's do it. There should be a game that celebrates a, a rescue journey. Right. That that shows that it can be, you know, that it is tough. It is hard that um, but there is, you know, that happily ever after moment. Um, so some people really loved it. Uh, others were, you know, when I would pitch the game, I would say, oh, well, my game is about rescue dogs finding their forever homes. And people go, ooh. <laughs> and I, and I, I stopped them. I'd say, oh, I'm so sorry. Can you explain to me that, ooh, what is it that I said that you didn't like, right? And then people would kind of go into, the only thing I can think of is the Sarah McLaughlin music, or the only thing, or like anytime I see a rescue on social media, all it is is GoFundMe links and we need money and you know, these horrible conditions and stuff like that. Like I have a bad experience with rescue or like the way that rescue is being presented to me is always that they need money and you know, look at these injuries that we have to like, you know, manage. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like your experience, your exposure has been, frankly, mostly negative, right? Right, Isn't, wouldn't it be nice to create something to counter that, to really talk about rescue and adoption and, you know, these animals and improving their lives, uh, you know, in a way that 
that wasn't that way. And people kind of be like, yeah, okay, I get it, right? But there were, they're very staunch in their, you know, decision, right? They'd already decided that my game had the Sarah McLaughlin music soundtrack behind it and they would be turning it off. So, you know, there was that. And then I think the, the best, the best and number one question I would get whenever pitching this game, Dogs Bond, it is about rescue dogs finding their forever homes. The number one question is, why isn't it about cats? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. So I know what, you know, Dogs Bond, right? So Dogs Bond, you collect your attributes. There's uh, health, there's grooming, there's temperament and obedience, right? So obviously like these are very like common terms to dog ownership and, and dog friendship, companionship and how you kind of, how humans evaluate dogs in terms of like, is this a good fit for my family? Um, you would never evaluate a cat based on its obedience. So there are some tweaks that I will make, you know, in order to make cats bond, but I know that the desire is out there, right? And once I, once people get to, to like, why are we doing this? What's the, what's the story, but also to what's the mission? They're like, yes, tell me, tell me when cats bond is coming and I'm behind you hundred percent. And I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah. And that's because you ask clarifying questions to really mm -hmm. understand what the end user, what the, the consumer really 100%. wants. Yes. And then you, 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 I love that. Then you, you aim to serve them. Mm -hmm. um, I just love that. I love that. So, um, it's such an interesting thing. So what is, so, so you sort of started alluding to it. So after dogs bond is released and becomes this great success, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. um, you're going to make a cat's bond. Like what's the next thing? Is it, is it to develop yeah. more games? I would love to, I would love to, right? Um, because, you know, cats matter as well as dogs. Uh, the stories, right, are, are just as impactful, right? All cats matter, all dogs matter. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the conversation about, you know, the, the improvement of, of the lives of animals. Um, yeah. But, you know, Michelle, you and I, before, the, before our podcast, we've talked about too, there are currently eight dogs, eight breed, mixed breeds that are in the game, right? Akita is not yet in there. And I know that your listeners know that you have some Akitas. And so I would love to speak with you after the show or, you know, in a couple of weeks here, you know, after we get the game up and running about an Akita breed and what their superpower would be in our game, right? So there are many, many breeds of, of dog that deserve some, you know, uh, exposure, highlight, whatever you want to call it. Um, so Dogs Bond, we can expand it for through new different event cards through new you know uh dog breeds right to kind of give them exposure and we would love to do that um and yeah. then like i mentioned you know cats bond or you know anything else bond is the game system so like what mm -hmm. i mean by that is when i say hey we're gonna play you know uh san francisco monopoly or we're gonna play star trek monopoly you know what you're getting into it's the theme right? But the game system is Monopoly. Right. So for me, I want to get Bond out there, get people accustomed, acclimatized to playing it. They understand it. They see it. They, they can, you know, they know what they're getting into so that the next version of Bond, right? Whether that's cats or, you know, people have messaged me all manner of thing, right? Frogs Bond, ferrets <laughs> Bond, horse Bond, like I'm down, right? Um, so, so, bond you know, them all. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, but it's about those bonds of friendship. And, and for me that I love it. So, um, yeah, no, no bad ideas for me, you know, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, 
So, you know, as we sort of come to the end of our conversation, how has this process changed you as a person? Uh, definitely, you know, I see myself uh, giving a lot more. Hmm. We are a community-driven society and crowdfunding is definitely like a great example of that, right? You can't do it all yourself. You need a kickstart. You need a little bit of help. So when friends and family send me, you know, Facebook pages to like and follow, do it. It costs me nothing, right? If, uh, you know, somebody says, hey, will you subscribe to this podcast, you know, get on Successful Diligence? Yes, absolutely. Give them a download within the first 24 hours of the release. These metrics matter, right? And if they don't matter to you, they matter to the people who are creating and producing this content. So I think that that for me has been really important to kind of get into the communities and also to, to contribute in a, in a valuable way, right? To your point, value adding, right? Whether that's knowledge, uh, you know, simple activities that cost me, you know, I mean, they cost me nothing, right? I'm on the platforms anyway. I've got a thumb. I can give you a like or a heart or a follow. Um, it's so not that's, gonna hurt. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And so, and so that's, that's really a big one um, for me. Um, and then also too, just like being a hundred million percent vulnerable on a crowdfunding on a crowdfunding platform, where I'm immediately saying, you know, I just need a few dollars to make a dream come true. I mean, that's you know, you, you're pretty you're pretty naked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it is it you is know. challenging to put yourself out there at the mercy of other people. Right. But, what I, but what's interesting is that you your brand, from what I'm getting, mm -hmm. is to really connect and 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 bond. You know, uh -huh. people with animals and people with people. And so yep. you you're almost sort of walking your walk as you're opening up in humility and mm -hmm. saying, hey, we need to come together and connect and and interact together to bring mm -hmm. this shared passion out into the world that's gonna yep. benefit so many, you know, so many animals, so many people. Because I don't have rescues. We actually got our dogs from a breeder and a mm -hmm. are the number one. I think misunderstood breed. <laughs> They're not an easy <laughs> dog to own. Right. But um, I've since owning an Akita, and I live in the state of Texas now. There's a lot of Akitas in the rescues because people mm -hmm. don't understand them. Exactly, and right. the the life of a dog that is misunderstood, you can relate it to the life of a person who's also mm -hmm. misunderstood. Absolutely. And there's that connection and that bond. And I think your game brings that conversation out. Mm -hmm. in, a, in a society that's not talking as much as we used to. Yes, we're, mm -hmm. we're on all the interwebs and all the medias, but that conversation and that heart bond and that heart connection that your game is facilitating, I think is such a beautiful thing to bring back, right? Mm -hmm. Because yep. it's a lost art. So I just love that. I, I, I celebrate your efforts. I'm so excited <laughs> for the game to come out and to support. And as we sort of close our conversation, what is like one or two things you really want the audience to take away from our conversation? Mm -hmm. Yep, well, I mean, you've talked about it and I, I know you live it. It's that tenacity, right? And, and some parts of it is gonna be, you know, muscling through, uh, whether it's your own insecurities, which I definitely struggled with. Like I put this thing on the shelf for four or five months at a time mm. when I first started, right? I would, I would hit a roadblock and I'd just say, okay, well, I'll pick it up when I feel like it, right? Or when, I, when I'm in the mood, in that zone. And 
frankly, you're, you know, there are going to be days when you're doing this stuff, uh, you know, following your passion project to where you're not in that zone. You know what you need to do, but you might not be in the zone to do it. Um, so definitely, you know, you've got to, you've got to learn to manage your own inner critic because that is the harshest critic, you know, because they're with you all the time, um, you know, to, to get through. And then, yeah, like there, and of course, when you go onto the internet, people come to the internet and they're already mad. I don't know what about, but they're already mad, right? And- Looking um, for a fight. They're looking uh, yeah, for Yeah, exactly, right? And I think that there's, yeah, it, precisely. And I think that there's also too, you know, maybe they're in a, maybe they don't even mean to, or they don't understand this, but we are in an age of clapbacks and snark where that is how you get likes or noticed. And so they'll see your Facebook ad and immediately be, you know, and immediately just throw, throw some really wild pitch comment. Don't take it personally because, you know, the internet is full of trolls and we know this, right? Online cyberbullying, like that stuff happens and people may not even know it because maybe they just came from a friends group where that's how they show love. Or maybe they've come from a meme group or like some, you know, internet group forum where like, you know, finding a snarky comment or leaving a snarky comment is like the, is like, the way that you operate. So just understand, right, that your own inner critic is your, is your, is the one that you need to satisfy. Bring in and, and bring in trust, uh, trusted advisors to kind of get you through. And also to kind of focus on and, and always keep in mind your ultimate vision. Like as for us, you know, we, we talk about these dogs finding their forever homes, right? And I'm gonna try to do this backwards of the camera. And so when you're, when you get adopted, right, at the end of the game, you do this reveal of what it's like to have the adoption and it all fits together. Oh, I love that. And for those who are not in the VIP uh, group seeing this, you flip the cards and it's this beautiful picture where the dog and the person are now in one uh, similar picture. Uh, one frame, together. Yeah. They're in one mm -hmm. frame. It's, oh, that's beautiful. I absolutely yep. love that. And so, you know, whether you're, you know, whether you're the Jack Russell and you've got, you know, this adopter, right? You kind of find out what your happily ever after is, right? And so uh, this all, this message also too is, you know, the people that are adopting animals, there's no best, you know, best person to be an animal lover, to be a responsible dog owner. And I didn't want the game to be, you know, to say, oh, well, you know, that Alex character is always the best person because he offers the most points. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, you know, cause, cause you know, Michelle's a great dog owner too. So, you know, I, we, we have that kind of built-in versatility, you know, buy a copy of the game, you play it a thousand times, it'll never play out the same way. You know, right. it's always uh, a fun experience, you know, that you can, that you can kind of have and, and bonus, you know, at, at the end of the game, we've only seen people go, oh, or like, hey, that's so cute. Just like what you did. Um, I've not seen it where anyone's flipped the table, right? <laughs> or, or knocked <laughs> over the whole board game uh, out of frustration, like we have with some of our other classic games. So, that's, uh, yeah, that's... I love that because it's it's always a happy ending, and I love the fact that the cards, when you flip them over at the end, are interchangeable mm -hmm. with the human and the dog. Yes. Um, that is just so beautiful. I love that. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> that you had the tenacity to continue walking through your journey to bring this to fruition. I can't wait for it to come out and to help promote it and to get it into the hands of people who can play it and really appreciate it. And I just love the concept and the passion behind it. So thank you so much for sharing 
with my audience and sharing with me. I'm so excited for future collaborations because you're yes. just a dynamic person. And I just, I'm so glad that you had the time to come on the show and share with everyone. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, and if anybody's interested, uh, you join us uh, www.dogsbondgame.com. You can join our email list where we're kind of giving out other information about you know when the game is being released and where you can pick one up. And of course, uh, if you are working with rescue or you yourself know somebody who's heavily involved with a rescue organization, right now we are supporting 25 you know rescues across the United States. If and we're going to open that up. So if you're interested, you know, you think that this board game might be a good fundraising activity, fundraising opportunity for your rescue that you're passionate about, uh, let us know. We would love to partner with you. I love that. And all of the links to everything that Alex just said will be in the show notes. So you can click and go. I even got his Facebook page uh, there that you can click and go. And the Kickstarter, I got the link to that as well. So all the things to go check out the game and check out how to support are there. And if you are in the state of Texas, I, I tell you, and Alex, we got to chat because there is an Akita rescue that is always in such need. And uh, if you're watching, you'll see the beautiful board game. Uh, uh, it just, it looks so much fun. And, and you just, you look at this photo and you want to play. It's, it, I just love it. I absolutely love it. So, ah, oh, this has been such a great conversation on so many different levels. Alex, thank you again. Listeners, click and go. And as I always say, thank you for listening, but always, always remember to keep walking be tenacious, keep walking, never stop walking, because if you continue to walk, you will reach your destiny, you will reach your destination. And on the journey, I encourage you to always, always choose gratitude. As you know, every single episode, I end with my encouragement for you to choose gratitude on your journey as you keep walking. But have you ever asked yourself, that's great, Michelle, but how do I do that? How do I implement gratitude? How do I choose gratitude? It's not easy living this life. And sometimes I don't feel very grateful. How do I incorporate gratitude into my daily life? Well, I've got you covered. Just for you, I have a Gateway to Gratitude mini course in the Successful Diligence School. There is a link in the show notes as well as a coupon code just for podcast listeners where you get 50% off. So head to the link in the show notes or SuccessfulDiligence.com and click the school tab on the website. It will take you to the school and you can see the Gateway to Gratitude course, which walks you through how to implement gratitude into your daily life. Trust me, gratitude and gratefulness when implemented effectively will change your life.